So a Panthers pre-game podcast on Panthers Radio in association with Zynomics. Jono Bullard and the former Panthers netminder Dan Green wonder what we'll talk about. Not much going on, is there? Not what a lot happening, is there? Yeah. Well, first of all, good evening, guys. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. What a 24 hours or so it's it's been, you know, and, and we'll talk about the departure of, of Gary Graham and how it didn't quite work out for, for Gary here in Nottingham. But the big news is... Corey Nielsen is back. And and Jono, start with you. I know you've been monitoring the reaction across all, all platforms and talking to people. It's fair to say it's gone down very well, the return of Corey. Overwhelmingly positive, I think, is is what I, I can report from Matt, from speaking to some friends, looking at social media. It has, has gone down very well. Um, lots of people very, very happy to see Corey Nielsen coming back to, to be coach of this team. We all know what he did before, and uh, I think I think it's that sort of familiarity as well that that people like with someone who has been very successful here in the past is coming back again, and who's been away has learned by coaching in different countries throughout Europe, uh, and will bring that experience back here. I've no doubt that he'll come back here a better coach. Dan, you've you've played under him. You're a good friend of his. What 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 is it that makes him the man he is? That makes people, you know, British players want to play for him. You know what, and 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 not just British players, but you know, you look at the British players he's developed. We'll touch on that in a moment. But you know, but you know, what is it gets British players, import players that want to play for Corey Nelson? What's his magic? I think I think the main thing is that he he really cares and he's so invested and. You know, when you see a coach do so much work, put so much into, you know, for Corey, it's not even a job, it's his passion, you know, he loves it. And I think that's very infectious. And I think, you know, at the end of practice, he would always work a lot with me, a lot with, you know, the sort of younger Brits. And, you know, they sort of owe him a lot because he puts so much time into it. But I just think he's, you know, he kind of let lets guys play, uh, you know, he's he's got structure, but I just think they respect him so much and they kind of see how much he puts into it that they kind of want to repay him with, you know, effort and um, good good performances. Yeah, you only, you only need to see really, you know, when he launched his consultancy at, at work and, and obviously the response from so many players across the across the hockey world, especially, as I say, that the British players who who we spent that time just honing their skills and. And also, you know, another thing, Greeno, is like you said, the players owe their careers. You know, you look at what he did, starting with Mark Richardson, turning him into a, an elite British defenseman and all the way through to, to guys now who he's worked with in the summer. People like Archie Hazeldine and Jap Hopkins, who even though he's not been coached of the club, he knows those people. He's he's worked with them. Um, there's so many aspects to, to Corey Nielsen, but it's exciting for me knowing that the development of British talent is in very much safe hands. You know, some some British talent has, has left in recent years, moved on, which is sad to see. But but you know, the development of people like Archie Hazeldine and 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 Jack Hopkins, it's it's in very safe hands. That they've got someone now, haven't they, Greener, who knows what's good for them and knows how to get the best out of them and knows what path to take them on. And these players yeah, can yeah. Sorry, yeah, his his one of his main, I would say, main attributes and assets is his developing people's skill level, talent level, 
giving them confidence and you know like I said you know back to when I was playing you know at the end of practice he'd be with you know Lacko, Stevie Lee, Tom Norton um all of those guys and it would be like almost a little boot camp at the end of every session skills stick handling shooting passing and I think that's his passion and you know I'll guarantee at the end of almost every practice now on he'll have Archie, Kels, um, Jack Hopkins, whoever it is, feds, and he'll have the two young British goalies and he'll be working with them. And yeah, I think it's sort of twofold. It's, I think he will improve them and instill confidence. And, you know, you look at like Joe Hazeldine, you know, how he's, you know, he had a lot to do with him, his improvement. And, um, but I think also moving forward, obviously if he's here longer term, I think it's vital in attracting Brits to come here. Cause like you said, the likes of Tets and Ollie and um, guys like that have moved on and, you know, you want to look to replace them. And obviously, you know, we have brought guys in, but I think having someone like Corey, if there's any young Brits around looking to make that jump, they'll see him being here. And that's kind of an excuse to come to Nottingham. So I think it's kind of twofold. Just one more question to you, Greener. Tactically as well, he's a really great, astute coach. You, you, you know, if you talk to him in detail, he likes nothing more than to introduce something new to the game that he might pick up. And you know, I think he's at his best when he's introducing something new on unsuspecting opponents. You know, he he's a really clever coach who who brought a lot to the elite league tactics wise. You know, in in his early days, and other teams then, you know, and it goes without saying, other teams then kind of caught up with what he was doing. I think what I'm trying to say, Greeno, is he's so tactically astute, but he also it makes him tick. You know, bringing that to to a team. Yeah, I would say he's a bit of a maverick in that way, if that's the right word, where mm. exactly that he's got this like genius hockey mind and he'll think of something kind of like left field, which no one else does. And he'll be like, you know, it's, it's funny, actually, because when we played Belfast on Saturday, I can't remember if I said it on com oh, Friday, I can't remember if I said it on commentary or not, but there were two or three plays that Belfast did that Corey was the first person I ever saw do it. Belfast or Keith Guildford. Being their coach. Belfast or Guildford? Uh, Belfast. Oh, for a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously um, with Kiefer being their coach, um, probably got it from GB and they were like yeah. set plays that we used to do all the time. And exactly like you said, other guy, other teams, you know, we, he's almost, a, he was then anyway, a little bit like ahead of his time where he would come up with set plays, face-offs, power play things. And, and you'd look at it and be like, that's crazy. But then like we would practice it and do it. And most of the time it would come off and it's like, yeah, he's sort of a little bit ahead of the curve and he, he's very, He's always looking for offense and ways to create offense. And I think he's like a step above a lot of guys in that regard. I wonder how important do you think, Jono, that, that he'll be? I mean, like that Green was touching on there, a lot of the dressing room know him. You know, you were touching as well on, on Mike Hammond, played with him in, in Germany. It, it's great, isn't it, that he, he may not know everybody, but I think he mentioned in my interview that, that we did, he basically knew a core. And I, and I think that's important. Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly. I mean, I think he's obviously going to know all of the British players. Uh, he's going to know, obviously, Matthew, who he's worked with many times before. Mike Hammond was his top scorer. I think it was in the 
18-19 season when he was at, I think, it, I'll try and pronounce it, Lautzi of Fuchs of DEL2. Uh, yeah, Mike Hammond was the top scorer that season by by quite a, a way as well, uh, play, playing under Corey, so he knows Mike Hammond. Um, and I think I, I, I'm excited to see what Corey can do with the offensive talent that is in this team. We know that, that we are very, very deep with offensive talent, players who have scored points uh, not only this season, but in previous seasons. Uh, we know what type of style Corey Nielsen likes to play. Uh, and I think if, a fan, if fans are like myself, they'll be like licking their lips at the prospect of, of seeing what Corey Nielsen can do with this team and um, what they can do out on the ice. And, you know, it was probably inevitable it would, would be Sheffield. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we're still blocked from seeing them, the Panthers tweets. Um, so, uh, you know, we haven't been able to interact with them. Um, no, they they have tweeted about it. They have tweeted I know, what yeah. the Elite League uh, put yeah, out earlier Simsy, early yeah, today. Simsy gave me a call and said he tweeted. I said, uh, probably uh, thank Corey for selling you a few more tickets on, on Saturday. But yeah. joking aside, because I could say that in just a bit, you kind of feel it. It is that the rivalry, the, the Corey Nielsen with Coventry. I had a little joke with uh, Andy Buxton today as well, saying, "Oh, maybe just get Danny Stewart to say Team Hollywood a few times." You know. Because... Oh well, they they tweet they tweeted it out. Team and, Hollywood. And they did. Today. In fact, they did. Yes. I saw that. You know, and a little bit of a winky smile. So my point is that there was rivalries with Sheffield under Corey Nielsen. There was rivalries with Coventry. They're certainly not as intense, perhaps, as they want as they, as they once were. But Sheffield fans will be looking and going, hang on a minute, that's that successful guy from Nottingham that we love to hate. It just does spice Saturday up a little bit more, doesn't it? It does a little bit. And we all know that, that Corey had success against the Steelers. I, I I need to go back and check this, but I think it's right. I think he had a winning record against the Steelers when he, while he was coached. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and... Well, we know that that lately that that just hasn't happened. So the, you bring that into the mix as well. This this was a guy who won trophies against Sheffield, who who was successful against Sheffield. So I'm sure there's probably one or two Sheffield fans who, on the news today, are probably not looking forward to Saturday as much as they once were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I definitely wouldn't be if I was a Steelers fan compared to 24 hours ago. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, Simsy, I mean, me and Simsy scrap regularly, you know, in jest about about all sorts of things, Panthers, Steelers. But there, there was a time, and it's in, undisputable that that Sheffield couldn't win a knockout game against Corey Nielsen. You know, in in the pomp of the Panthers Nielsen era, when the Challenge Cup was won in a row, the league title, you know, in in that era, those knockout games, they all went the Steelers' way. The back end, obviously, the the final game of Corey Nielsen, sadly, uh, was that defeat to Sheffield. Uh, in the playoff semi-final and obviously just recently that the record you know hasn't been so great and how special Jono do you think Sunday will be you know Corey Nielsen back on that bench his shirt hanging up basically to his right it's it's going to be a special occasion very special occasion and if the reaction that we've already I've already mentioned from earlier today is anything to go by it's he's going to get one hell of a reception when he comes back out onto the bench and on, on Sunday. Very much looking forward to that. 
Absolutely. Let's go back to, to Gary Graham, starting first with you, Dan. And I mean, and I suppose while we've got this chance, you know, need to say thank you to, to Gary, because working with him with our media hats on, he never shied away from an interview, win or lose. And obviously there was some down times for him. He had to come out and, and face the media and not just do the media for us, go and do the media for, for BBC Radio Nottingham, for Chris Gatsby, on the road, do the media with the obligations for the Elite League or the away team club. And and yes, I know, you know, it's their job. Um, but there's there's been times, you know, I've seen in other sports where interviews have been refused. So, you know, fair play to Gary. He, he came out and, and said what he needed to say and, and and did that. So, you know, it's it's just one of those things. It was clear, uh, Jono, that Gary was a, a passionate man, passionate about his hockey, loved his hockey. If you if you tried to chat to him about hockey, he could tell you some great stories. But it but it didn't work in Nottingham and, and that's just one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things in sport, isn't it? Mm. Sport can sometimes be cruel and it, it was very cruel to Gary Graham and we just didn't get the results that were I guess expected at the, at the start of the season and unfortunately Gary's had, had become the fall guy for that but like you say he was incredibly passionate um, spoke with a lot of passion and never shirked an interview uh, and often gave some very, very honest and brutal answers in those interviews as well he, he was he wasn't uh, backward at coming forward. If he, he felt there was a, a problem somewhere, he he would say it. He wouldn't hide away from it, and and you can only respect that from him. Um, I mean, ov obviously, I I think he was quite proud of, of the performance that Panthers put up in Guildford on, on Saturday night. Um, but at the end of the day, it it was another loss. We we've been getting too many losses, especially away from home, and, and unfortunately, the the way sport is someone has to take the bullet and unfortunately it was Gary Graham. Well, you know, it, it's a cliche what I say, but it, it's a pressure job, Nottingham, you know, whenever, whoever coaches, whenever now, you know, since the transformation of Nottingham that John, I remember from a, a ring club to an arena club, it, Neil Black built this club gradually. And, and, and he said that he would do that in the early days of the super league. He didn't spend anywhere near the cap compared to the other teams. But once the elite league was born, you know, Neil, Neil Black and the Nottingham Panthers obviously were, were spending up there with the rest of them. That You know, it, it it's a tough job, you know, and that, that's my point. The pressure is always there, isn't it, when you coach with the Panthers? Yeah, definitely. I think any big team with, you know, an arena, a good budget, a big, you know, a really long storied tradition and, you know, it's almost a shame that success breeds that when you're used to winning and winning. It was almost like when Corey left, whoever the next person is was almost not doomed from day one, but it's, um, you know, it's a really hard act to follow. Um, and, you know, we've, we've competed in different, you know, competitions and done reasonably well, but obviously never hit the heights of when Corey was here. And yeah, I, I think for Gary, it was, for whatever reason, it didn't quite quite click. You know, I echo both of your um, comments. You know, very hardworking, honest guy. He was always great to me, and like you know, with you guys in the media, and you know, from that point of view, not 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 a bad word can be said. But you know, like Jono said, results weren't good enough. And when you're a top team like the Panthers are, you have to have there's that certain level of um, expectancy. And if you if you're not hitting it, then you know there's going to have to be changes. So. Yeah, it's obviously a shame when someone, you know, loses his job. But 
hopefully he will find something, you know, in coaching very soon. You know, he'll move on and and hopefully Corey can kind of take the Panthers forward. Just talking about his last game, John, and you said, you know, he was obviously proud with the performance. You know, they were, he chose, you know, I've seen a lot of chatter on, on social media this week. He chose to be short. That was his prerogative. He went into that game you know, with a with a player or so down, wasn't it? So he decided what he wanted his lineup. He and he decided how he wanted to 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 lay out that game. And you know that that was a loss in overtime. People will say, "Oh, it's another defeat." But but Panthers went toe to toe in that game. A, a team Panthers, as in a team that had been struggled, they struggled the night before. But but that was you know you were lucky to be close. Ham, that was a, a real humdinger of a game, wasn't it? Fantastic game. Great game. Back and forth all the way. And, yeah, we, we could have won it. But for the width of a post, David Levin got that yeah. penalty shot right right at the end. Beat the netminder beautifully, but and it put, hit the inside of the post where nine times out of ten it bounces into the net. This time it just bounced out. So very, very unlucky. We could, we could have easily come away with that game with, with both points. As it was, it went into overtime. Guildford got the overtime winner, but the Panthers Panthers battled hard in that game. But when you look back at it, the statistics will say that Panthers lost that game. So, but but there was obviously the talk about him going in without the full complement of 20 players when it was available to him. But like you say, it it was his choice to do that. It was his choice to go in that way. Uh, And, you know, but for the width of the post, it could have worked. Greener, you know, when, when a coach makes a decision like that, you know, it's very rare you can make decisions like that in, in UK ice hockey. But do you, do you think he's maybe trying to look for a response, not just from the players left out, but from the, the dressing room as a whole? Yeah, definitely. I think it's just a sort of statement move where, you know, obviously we weren't good enough the night before. And he's kind of saying, rather than take everybody, I'm just going to take the troops that are going to come and and battle and work for me. And if it means going a player or two less, then I'm willing to do that. So, yeah, and, you know, fair play to him. It it almost worked. Like Jono said, if if we'd have won that, it would have been been a a great move. And, um, yeah, I think, but like you said, it's just something to, to shake the troops up, I think, saying to the guys, the guys that are out, it's giving them a wake-up call. But the guys that are in, A, it's praising their performance, but also it's kind of saying that if you don't perform, I'm willing to do that. And it kind of keeps everybody on that knife edge of like, you know, even though you're you're an import guy and we can have all of you in the lineup, if, if you're not going to perform, I'd rather go short and use the guys that are going to work for me. So it was, it was a kind of ballsy standout move. It's one of those things you see once in a while and you know sometimes you get a big reaction and it works like it almost did um but yeah just just a little bit short like Jono said but I mean a move that you can't really knock because it kind of could have could have got us a point I, I mean this is really off tangent but I remember a game Forrest Brian Clough played ended with 10 men for the last five minutes um I yeah can, can you remember yeah. that and I think it was to prove a point against a team he didn't like or or something it, like it that it was it, I think it was against Crystal Palace. Remember that 91 Cup run where I think it went to about three third, or four replays. Some were called and off because of bad weather as well. Yeah, and I think we 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 were three, four ahead. And yes, he took 
Steve Hodge off from memory, and yeah, and he had no know. sub, to, and he had he had no sub to bring on. Yeah. I knew, I knew you won know. that ninety one cup. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, dear. Oh, God. Uh, oh, you you know what, Steve? I'll look it up. I can't remember. Steve <laughs> Cooper should have taken a, a player off on on that match against Spurs. It was that easy, mm. wasn't it? That he should have done. Oh, actually, Forest were down to ten men and still won. There you go. Oh yeah, they were. Played the last ten minutes with ten men and Spurs still didn't look like scoring. No. And also that ninety-one cup final, I remember Mark Crossley sending saving Gary Lineker's penalty as well. Yeah, was that was that the one when when Gaza got hurt? Yes, yeah. and should was have been it, was sent it in the off. Finals? Yeah. yeah, it was in the final where Gaza first put his studs in Gary Parker's chest, and then took, it was Gary Charles he took out, and that's what did his that's what did his ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we managed to get onto football again on a, on a <laughs> hockey, on an ice hockey podcast. Um, the county fans won't be happy. That's it. no, no. Well, no. I mean, the boys are the boys are loving county right now, didn't they? They went to county. Well, they've been to Forest County, Notts Cricket now as well. I think next yeah. next stop rugby. I think. What do you reckon, Greener? Boys playing rugby. Well, yeah, some of them are the right size for it. Yeah, I mean, it's a fairly brutal sport as well. But um, yeah, I'm sure with a lot of them obviously loving the NFL, I know it's obviously different, but I'm sure they would like to, you know, they almost look at rugby a bit like, oh, what's rugby? Um, a bit like cricket. So yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they'd love that. Well, I mean, talking about rugby, I mean, we I'll come to you, Jono, on, on the second promo. It was a busy day. Not only today did we announce a coaching change, uh, we also had a skate with, with some the kids, which happens once every few weeks with a lot of schools coming in. We'll talk about that in a moment. But we also had like a, a little uh, promotion, uh, and this was great. And you may have seen some pictures. I think they're about to go out if they haven't already. Um, but some uh, little pictures of... of uh, um, Matthew Gagnon and uh, Fabrizio Ricci. Well, basically, they were the the world's strongest men for for a, a few hours. They did. Um, they did some. Great, they did. I mean, you really were out there, well. Jono. I only caught it for a, a few minutes. I say a few hours. It was probably like half an hour. Um, yeah. But but there they were going toe to toe. I say the world's strongest man. I think it's ultimate strongman. It's called. Um, but but they certainly seem to be enjoying themselves, Gags and uh, Fab. Yeah, they were. They were. I think the the first thing they lifted was a seventy three kilo dumbbell that that well, one of the, one of the strongest men guys just went up and like picked it up like it like it was nothing. And then uh, Fab Fab and Gags are having a go, and I think they were frightened to maybe lift it up too high in case they popped their shoulder because it was it was that heavy. And then they had to go with the huge stone boulder that that Gags was. Uh, Getting up onto his knees and then couldn't quite grip. It, it it was great. They were having some really really good fun and they were being shown how to lift it properly so they wouldn't hurt themselves and things things like that. It was it was really good uh, and the guys really seemed to be having uh, some good fun with it as well. Queenie, you were at the ring today. Why didn't I see you out there? I am far from the world's strongest man. <laughs> Um, I think with with gags and fab there, I think you've you've got that covered. So yeah, I actually did did see him. Uh, I did see him out there, and Fab actually sent me a video of it uh, just to prove that he did it. So yeah, that was kind of cool. But yeah, it looked it looked fun. But yeah, I think even if I had been there, I wouldn't 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 be something I'd be taking part in. 
And, and Doogie Legrone had the promo with, with Jono with the with Skate with the Kids, and then he wanted to go up and do that. I'm not sure whether he managed it, um, but he actually <clears throat> said, "Oh, I want to be part of that." I, I think it probably one promo too many. Um, but but yeah, Jono, just touch on that. We had some school children in again, uh, a little Q and A that you took as well, and and then to skate around with the guys. I saw Legrone smiling his head off as he pushed a pram around the ice i think it was um i think it was i think it was doogie anyway it was another great event wasn't it to see that interaction yeah three schools in today we had oakfield leamington primary and middleton primary in um loads of kids all asking questions so i was one of the, a really great question where we, they asked us what inspired you to play hockey and we had uh, craig moore jack hopkins Doogie Legrone and uh, Tanner Sorensen there answering the questions. So and the kids really put them under the spotlight before they all went out and had a skate round. They, they looked like they were really enjoying themselves. Yeah, it was it was great to see. Great, great to see a great busy day. And uh, and just before we finish, and 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 Greener, you'll you'll have an insight onto this. You know, Corey Nielsen isn't with the club till he gets back in from North America till later in the week. His first game is is Saturday at Shepherd, if you say. His uh, home first home return is is Sunday. So in his absence, I think both Matthew and Corey have been on the phone for quite a lot in the past. What ever since the announcement came through. Um, but yeah, Matthew's been been taking training. What you know? What would you like to have had a little session under Matthew in in your time playing together? Yeah, I would have loved it. I had to help him strap his whistle onto his glove today, and <laughs> he had the pens out, and yeah, it was like a school teacher. I, I would have loved to. I mean, I think it was a very Corey orchestrated practice, but just because obviously Matthew's done a million of them, he sort of ran the guys through it. So um, it's just another string to Matthew's like bow, like you know he's. He's, uh, you know, playing, he's the captain, he's got a testimonial, now he's the coach, like it's just never ending for him. So maybe maybe there's a career after playing in it for him. But no, yeah, he's, he's. I think he's just stepping up for the next couple of days and just kind of leading the ship, like you said, till Corey's here. But, you know, the guys really respect him and uh, look like they were working really hard for him today. So that was good. But yeah, I'll, um, I'll probably give him a little bit more stick tomorrow as well. So. <laughs> Well, you seamlessly get me to the final question now, and, and that testimonial, it strikes me that it's over just over a week away. I, I, I'm sure last time that you hinted that you were going to be on the ice. Obviously, now that's confirmed. Names like David Alexandra Beauregard, David Ling, Matus Patrico, Guy Lapine, Guy Doucette, uh, just to name but a few, David Clark, Jeff Woolhouse. You're going to have to go battling with him for a starting spot, Greener. But, but how much are you looking forward to that? I mean, you've played in, in, in what, three so far, I think, in Nottingham? You know, yeah, how, I mean, how much are you looking forward to that? I mean, I'm terrified of actually playing, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, no, it'll be great fun. Like you said, all, all those guys mentioned, hopefully I'm on at least some of their teams. I don't really want to face Clarkie, Deuce, Bo, Linger, like some of the best goal scorers this country's ever seen. So, um, yeah, no, it'll be it'll be great fun. And obviously, it's it's a, it's a great you know thing for Matthew, fully deserved, and hopefully there's a good turnout for him. But like you said, some some really great names coming back, and some really good British guys like from from around the league and stuff probably playing as well. So um, yes, hopefully I've got a goalie partner with me that can, that can share the load a little bit. Um, but no, yeah, I say I've done Blackos and Stevies and Corys, Clarkies, I think so. They're, they're always good fun. So yes, it should be it should be a good night. Yeah, number five then, number five for you, Greener. And I and I did Matthews in Cardiff as well. His one oh, okay. in the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, is is it any? 
is it any since is your second since retiring? You'd retired by Lacos, had you or? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, I think I was still playing for Steve's maybe. No, I was still yeah. playing for Corey's, but I think all of the others I've been retired for because wow. they've all obviously stopped. Yeah, I mean Lac- Lacos was the COVID year. Yeah. Um, Stevie's was last year, wasn't it? Stevie's? No, it was no, Stevie's. Stevie's was before COVID. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I, st- I still don't think I was playing. And then obviously, uh, yeah, Matthews was just the summer just gone. So yeah, maybe two I was still playing for. And it's, to be honest, for a goalie, it's just a nightmare because you can't win because it's just, it's all offense. It's all just, you know, it's a bit like an all-star game sort of thing. So it's, it's all fun for the players just cruising around out there at half speed, scoring goals. Um, but no, yeah, it should be fun. They'll be like you said, Matthews, I think, you know, Joseph might be playing. Yeah. yeah, house. yeah. Um, so there'll be yeah. a few of us that haven't played for a while kind of thing. So we'll all be in the same boat. Yeah. Don't say half speed greener. This is important. There's, there's, there's a trophy <laughs> on the line, I think. So, uh, well, yeah, their half yeah. speed is still, <laughs> yeah. still most people's top speed. It's, yeah, it's just, I mean, Linger, Linger at 60% is still everybody else at 95. So I thought you were going to say Linger at 60, but I mean, he's not that old, but probably Linger at 60 would still be, you know. But, but, but when Linger comes back for like Archie's testimonial or someone, he will be. So, yeah. And he'll still probably be one of the best players on the ice. Oh, yeah. You know. I wouldn't be surprised as a hot take when he comes back for this, if Corey's not in his ear about coming back after Christmas, like yeah. to be on the power play. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, you wrote, you romanticize, don't you? I saw somebody ask whether Cam Jansen was coming back on, on social media today. I didn't know whether they were joking or they were serious, but um, I mean, he could probably still put the fear of God into oh. a few people. Hey, eh, Jono. Oh, he certainly could, but I, I think he's got a good gig going in, yeah. in St. Louis, hasn't he? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, because if you start getting like that, you you know, you want Clarky to put on the skates and not take them off, and uh, you know. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be great. It's you know, make sure you know you get down a week on Sunday, three p.m. face off. Uh, and as those names we've mentioned, make sure you get your tickets because it's going to be a fabulous, fabulous afternoon. And, and you know, Matthew just deserves the, the love and the attention and, and, and your support. So get down. Uh, tickets available on the Motor Point Arena website. Follow Matthew's Twitter and you'll see the links on there. And and obviously the Panthers Twitter, we've been retweeting them as well. Anyway, let you go now, guys. Thanks for your, your time tonight. And that's the Panthers Post-game podcast will be back with you on Sunday after the game against Manchester. Bye for now.